Samantha. I'm Lauren. And I'm Rosa. And we're Spill the Cheese in a Podcast, and we're finally back in this beach. Finally. I almost forgot how to pod. <laughs> we're all, I did. like, so nervous. <laughs> I like, it's our first episode <laughs> we ever. We really are, though, but as soon as that song played, it kind of, like, calmed me down. Same. It's kind of soothing, honestly. It's like home. Yes, it really is. You're welcome. Thanks, Lauren. That <laughs> song was created by Lauren Babysuss. It's Lauren Babysuss yeah. Ridge. So shout out Ridge to her. OG beat. Yeah. But we're finally back. We're finally not hungover from New Orleans. <laughs> we're recovered. It was a fun are time. We? Are we? Yeah, I don't Just know. <laughs> um, it was fun. I want to go back. Yeah. Now. Not in the summer, though. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. So hot. I want to do more tours. Talk the tour about, was the best talk part. About I want to do. <laughs> okay, I got a little without that. Um, I want. Yeah, definitely more tours. Yeah. Want to be more touristy, learn more things. Right. Not just like drink. Right, right, right. But I, I do want to drink. It I was, do want to drink. <laughs> it was a bachelorette party, so it did serve its purpose. But we also got like some knowledge. Yes. We got culture. And it's crazy because I know New Orleans is like a very historically like important city and they have there's a long history like a lot of history history but just a small little like ounce ounce of history we learned was like what the fuck this is insane yeah (laughs) i loved our tour guide me too oh yeah he was the best it was like phantom tours and we all made wishes yeah did you make we did voodoo i did not (gasps) you didn't do voodoo no have you made one before no (gasps) rosa couldn't do it I she was like, is this necessary? Yeah, is the devil, it is. Is someone going to come for me? It's oh, not devil worshiping. No, it worshiping. was like out of... I don't think it was devil worshiping. Her like, Catholic guilt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. It was definitely Sorry, like... Sorry, excuse me. I have a cough. Yeah, Rose is a little under the weather. But it was fun. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. I I'm so glad we went. I'm glad everybody... I regret went. not making a wish, though. Yeah, I yeah, thought everybody did. Brittany didn't either. Yeah, we what? all did. Not everyone did. Wow. Okay, we need to go back and y'all mm-hmm. make a wish this time. Um, but yeah, it was good times. I feel like very out of the groove because the week before was like us planning. Like it was down to the last minute planning this trip <laughs> yeah. um, because there were some bumps in the road. But uh, it was like the past two or three weeks have been all like centered around the bachelorette mm-hmm, party mm-hmm. so i've been slacking on the news slacking on other podcasts we listen to and i was like okay i think it was like this wednesday i was like all right i'm feeling normal i'm feeling human again. <laughs> <laughs> because we literally got back monday came mm-hmm. to work tuesday mm-hmm. so okay it was probably like the last thursday yeah i was like okay i need to get back into this podcast life and mm-hmm. we're back what's a podcast <laughs> yeah, I was like, how do I? But we're back and we have so much. There, yeah. I cannot believe how much There's happened. We had September like is wild ass, y'all. September is And we are so only 10 days in. Yeah. <laughs> wild. Oh my God. I can't take much more. There's so much like happening. Good, bad, insane. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. But I think we should just dive in. Yes. I All right. It's time, finally, for us to spill the cheese man. Okay, so Elon Musk. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, Elon Musk was on the Joe Rogan experience and not inhaling. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, Wasn't so Wasn't it Bill Clinton who didn't inhale? Yeah. He never actually inhaled, though. Never actually inhaled. Um, <laughs> yeah. All frauds. Elon was being a fraud on Joe Rogan experience. Uh, so I don't. I guess this was his first time smoking. Joe Rogan's like badass. Pulled out a joint because he's so cool. He's so badass. <laughs> and Elon was like, hey. "Is that? Is that like um? <laughs> is that like tobacco or marijuana?" And so then Joe Rogan let Elon hit it. And it was so awkward. <laughs> it was really awkward. His face at the end of hitting it. And he definitely uh, didn't inhale. He didn't inhale, yeah. Um, mm. I understand not inhaling. Yeah. It was just, like, really funny. It was. It literally looked like a high school party. And Joe Rogan was like, yeah, man, this shit's bomb. Like, you should hit it. And then the kid's, like, having this internal argument in his brain. Like, fuck, should I do drugs or should I not? And then my he mom took it. <laughs> yeah. Mom, come pick me up. He did talk about some cool stuff. I mean, actually some weird stuff. It was so awkward. I watched the interview, like, via YouTube because mm-hmm. you can listen through the podcast app. Mm-hmm. But watching it via YouTube was so much more awkward just because there were so many long pauses. <sighs> And he would just go on and go off on like a tangent, and Joe Rogan would just be like, "Wow, oh yeah, wow." But he did talk about artificial intelligence, always how afraid he is of it, and it was getting me like, "Oh, af- I'm already terrified I'm, of yeah, AI." I'm already scared. But he made me more scared. <sighs> he said that he used to like have hope for humanity, but now he just realized he should just give up hope. Because AI is going to take over, and he's warning people and warning people, but it's already too far gone, he said. I totally agree. (laughs) Right? Because he fucking knows. Yes. Like, good or bad, he knows. Yeah, and Joe Rogan was like, is there anything we can do, or is it too far gone now? And he's like, well, let me tell you this. When cars were first invented, they didn't want to put seatbelts. It took about 10 years to regulate that and make that a law. He's like, we don't have 10 years to regulate. There's no laws for AI right now. There's no regulations out there. He's like, AR does not work like that. This stuff will advance. Wait, but what was that one robot that they made? <laughs> Sophia? Oh, that one's creepy. The one that was like basically saying to destroy human yeah. life. Yeah, it's because we suck. Humans are the worst things Robots ever. don't even have a brain. And they already know. Yeah, and they're going to be like, okay, this planet is suffering, and the only way to make it better, these people are idiots. Just we just have to destroy, destroy them. them <laughs> because they're, they're destroying everything. Dude, I can't. But yeah, stop it. <laughs> that's it could happen. That's a whole other realm. I want, no <laughs> I want artificial intelligence to know I am on their side. We're team AI. I can team work AI. with you. <laughs> I'll work with you. I will work with you too. I'll like polish you. <laughs> polish what? Charge you. I polish you. Polish you off. <laughs> polish you off. <laughs> Charge you. I don't know. I'm not know. Elon Musk. Feed you some bits. <laughs> but yeah, you should check it out. It's very wild, but it's pretty interesting because it's freaking Elon Musk. He's just an odd guy. He's just yeah. odd. He said he was an alien too. He's so. like the South Park <laughs> character of Elon Musk. Yeah, he is. Like, it's so weird. He really. But is. I like listening to his tangents because sometimes I agree with them. Yeah, like he thinks we're in mm-hmm. a simulation too. Yeah. It, yeah, like just the Matrix type like shit. And Morty. Yeah, if you want to like, um, kind of lose your mind, go maybe go to smoke it. a joint. Yeah, smoke a joint. Go smoke a J with Elon. And um, 
listen to his rants and see Get what your mind goes. Get heady high with Elon. Yeah. <laughs> see where your mind goes. <laughs> well, my mind doesn't even know how to wrap around this Dude. feud. <laughs> it's on a whole other level yeah, starting today. We got some new intel today. Oh, God. Where do you even begin with I don't with know. This? I don't know. I guess we can start at one of the newest points <laughs> of this long simmering feud. Yeah, it has been. Cardi B and Nicki Minaj have had an altercation at New York Fashion Week. A physical. A physical altercation. altercation. And Cardi B had a bump on her head. Dude, the knot. The knot it on looked, her head. It's so, it looks like a little bubble. It's so perfectly round. The <laughs> like knot better have a Twitter profile. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm making it. Well, Cardi's not. Cardi's not playing about her baby. She comes after Nicki Minaj for quote unquote saying something about her baby. Mm-hmm. And so they get into that physical altercation. <laughs> but today we learn <laughs> all the tea via Queen Radio on Apple, which didn't even know Nicki Minaj had. I think it started when with her new album drop. Like it's like Makes a promo thing cuz it's yeah. the same name. <laughs> Nicki Minaj gave us all the tea. And she straight exposed Cardi Dude. B. Exposed. Exposed. I feel weird. I felt very weird. I felt very uncomfortable. Dude, yes. yes. I felt like Nikki was yelling at me. <laughs> right? We all I was felt like, like I'm we sorry. were in trouble. <laughs> I, I was, was like, sorry. sorry. I didn't mean to hit you, even though I didn't. Yes, but she had the receipts for the hypocrisy mm-hmm. that Cardi B is jumbled up in yeah. right mm-hmm. now for her comments of on another person's photo that lady had unfortunately lost her baby and she commented something nasty terrible yet you're gonna come like, after really Nicki minaj for commenting for commenting on your baby and Nicki minaj said that she has not said anything about her baby or her parenting she would never talk about someone's kid which mm-hmm. I don't even know what to believe because yeah. Nicki Minaj has always been a snaky, like snakeish. Like to I me. didn't do oh, that. Yeah, but she loves to stir the pot. Yep. I feel like she likes this free press right now. But what I don't Cardi know. Did. Cardi. So, mm. If you want to like look up at all the receipts uh-huh. she posted, I advise you to. Yes. Because they're it's it's, physical it's, proof. Yeah, it's really gross too. Like it's I don't gross. know what to think about Cardi B right now. I'm just like she's trash. Yeah, dude. Like you can't deny what you she don't did. Like, talk it's ill about someone who lost their baby, and they're posting about the baby mm-hmm. like passing away, and you think like to jab at them in that way is disgusting. That so too, gross. and even though you're willing to go into physical violence for this, yes. doesn't mean that it's right to like yeah. do that to other people. Right. It's a real pain. Ugh, I don't know. It's weird. Go, just go listen. You can look it up on YouTube. Yeah. Queen yeah. Radio. <laughs> Queen, Queen Radio. Because it got lich. Lich. <laughs> lich. Basically, yeah. I don't see them uh, mending anytime soon. I re- maybe ever being friends. I know. And, like, I hope it doesn't escalate. I hope they just, like, leave it as them not liking each other and them both, like, doing bad things or, like, trying to stir the pot in certain yeah. ways mm-hmm. and just move on. Because I really did not want this to happen. Same. Whenever everybody was trying to, I thought everybody was trying to, like, make this feud happen. Because uh-huh, like it's just. Like, women. Right. Two women. women rappers. And I was like, no, like, just let them both shine. So I really don't know what to believe. But, I mean, again, Nicki Minaj posted the receipts. Like, she had the mm-hmm. proof. I still haven't seen the proof of Nicki Minaj talking ill about her uh, Cardi B's child or her parenting. Mm-hmm. But knowing Cardi B, she's going to respond. She's not going to stay quiet. Yeah, I'm like this. waiting 
She's uh, probably response. responding right now while we're yeah. recording this. It's just very cringy because all of Nikki's is based on speculation of like her sales and her numbers, mm-hmm. and like pitting uh, Cardi against her for doing better. Yeah, but yeah. She had receipts though, on Cardi. Yeah, go go look it up. It's well, intense. On the other side of this fight, there's two. There are two people that have come to mend their beef. Beef. And that is Drake and Meek Mill. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) They hugged it out, bitch. Y'all sounded like a... Like a pre-recorded. Yeah, like, (laughs) That's our new soundboard. (laughs) (laughs) But at, uh, yeah, so at Drake's Boston show, Meek Mill's literally came out of the stage because it was like a platform (laughs) that you like, you like, (laughs) throw up out of stage. I didn't see that part. And, um... He joined Drake on stage and they performed. They were like arm in arm and they hugged it out. So now they're all good. And then Drake went on to post on his Instagram a picture of them too with the caption, this really gave me peace of mind tonight. Healing and moving forward created one of the most electric and gratifying moments of my career. At Meek Mills, I'm happy that you are home and that you could find, we could find our way back to our joint purpose. Aww, so Dang. there's hope. That like, is hope. Beefs you have with people don't have to last. Like, I yeah. think it's always a growing experience. I think it's important to like, but they weren't even in each other's lives. Because I was gonna say, if you want to cut that personality life, yeah. But they weren't even in each other's lives. It was just like two egos going at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really cool to see like men like put their egos aside and be like, okay, let's just let go of this hate. There's better things to do. Yeah. Like, they can both shine, just mm-hmm. like Nikki and Cardi. I'm glad these two grown men could figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, just be grown-ups. <laughs> We're all grown-ups. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, I'm not going to be grown-up about this. Hell no. <laughs> so, <sighs> George Zimmerman, piece Why of trash, literally a piece out. of trash. Why is he still He out? is the person who murdered Trayvon Martin. He recently just decided to threaten Beyonce and Jay-Z's life. Shake my head. So uh, Jay-Z is making, he's co-producing a documentary series Mm -hmm. called Rest in Power, the Trayvon Martin story. Mm -hmm. So a private investigator, Dennis Warren, reached out to Zimmerman because they're doing like research on it. And Zimmerman decided that he's going to send over hundreds of harassing messages and voicemails. He calls Beyonce a broke whore. What the fuck? And then he says that if he sees them, Beyonce and Jay-Z, they're going to find themselves inside a 13-foot gator. What the fuck? Threatening their life. How is he not in a mental institution, let alone prison? Like, what the fuck? Okay, well, Twitter went off, of course, because it's the beehive. Everyone's, like, literally will kill for Beyonce. Yeah. And someone posted his address on Twitter. Oh, shit. So, like, I wonder what's happening right now. (laughs) But... It's not okay. You just threatened someone's two people's lives. And you've already killed someone. Yeah, you've else. already taken someone else's life. He an a innocent person. Piece of shit, yeah, he's just fucking racist. He really does. And he yes. should not be free to say these things. He should be in fucking no, prison. Exactly. Like you're saying this into the public. God, fucking idiot. Not right. Ever. I mean, yeah. Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How is Beyonce a broke whore? Like Can't that you, doesn't like, even make sue sense. Someone or like or like. I press was, charges against someone for threatening your life like that? I was going to say, can, I hope Beyonce Publicly and Jay-Z are doing everything in their power to sue this man. Even though Please. he probably has no money. 
God. Peace. Okay, so completely changing gears, but we're still going to be annoyed. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, always annoyed. Okay, but this past Saturday was the Women's U.S. Open final, and Naomi Osaka beat Serena Williams, mm-hmm. but it was overshadowed by the ridiculousness that went down throughout the match. Yes. Okay, so let me just break this all down for y'all. Okay, so... In the second set, this is where it all went downhill and everything blew up. Um, so Serena Williams received a coaching violation given by Carlos Ramos. The coach later on confirmed that he was coaching Serena Williams, but but she, wasn't. she didn't think it was coaching. She thought that he was giving her a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. So she had words with the officiator. Mm-hmm. She kind of went off on him. I don't think she went off. I think she was being passionate and, like, trying to, like, prove her point. Yeah. And he wasn't having it, so it angered her more. Mm-hmm. So that happened. And then after a misplayed backhand later on, she smashed her racket, and he gave her a second code violation and a point penalty. And she called the officiator a thief, which gave her a third code violation. And the way this is being, like, talked about in the news Mm -hmm. is what's annoying on top of she's claiming they're being sexist which Mm -hmm. i totally agree me too because there have been plenty of men tennis players Mm -hmm. who have been passionate about what the calls Mm -hmm. and smashing their rackets like this isn't the first time this has ever happened yeah Mm -hmm. and someone's disputed a violation call but it's being reported as serena williams meltdown she loses it Yeah. It's just so terrible. And she's been hit with a $17,000 fine. It's just like double standard at its finest. Yeah, definitely. There's so many examples of male tennis players who have done Mm -hmm. the exact same thing. But theirs was never called a meltdown. Right. Theirs was never losing their mind. And just not even in tennis, just in other sports in general too. Like you see coaches or players yell at the refs in an NFL game, in a baseball game, Mm -hmm. like – this happens all the time, and, and no then, one says meltdown yeah. or, like, they Bad lose their sportsmanship. Mind. Yeah. It's always they're being passionate. Mm-hmm. So it's a big gender bias. And Serena just talks about how she's willing to do things like this because someone has to for women in sports. Mm-hmm. And she also – the crowd was, like, so mad as well that when um, Naomi Osaka won, that they were booing her. Mm-hmm. And Serena Williams was like, can we not boo her? Like, yeah. let her have this moment. Yeah. Like, she beat me fair and square. Because Serena really wasn't playing her best. Mm-hmm. And she was just frustrated. And she wanted to freaking win. She's Serena Williams. It's hard when you and have also, someone tearing you down. Yeah. you to do well. A yeah. cheater, especially Serena. Because yeah. everyone, every time she wins, like, she cheated. She yeah. gets drug tested more than any other athlete yep. who plays tennis. So, like, mm-hmm. this is just giving haters more fuel right yeah. and she was like i don't cheat mm-hmm. to win i'd rather lose and i was like yeah yeah like I she told like, not in the middle of it to her yell and yes you can just hear it. and she was like don't talk to me don't talk to me but yeah. she was sitting on the bench and i was like yes put him in his fucking place yeah. like they don't like they can't just run all over you mm-hmm. stand up for yourself and i thought it was really important that she did that props to her that and like men never have these repercussions yes. whenever they're quote-unquote passionate and annoying. serena williams has already like done so much for women yeah and especially women of color in tennis alone but like just in sports in general mm-hmm. by like demanding to be paid the same for sponsorships demanding to like get the same recognition 
Um, so I already know, like, she already is frustrated because she had to do all this, mm-hmm. like, break down barriers for people, and she still has to do it this late into mm-hmm. her career. So I would be just as freaking frustrated as her. Yeah. I it's just know, plain dude. sexism. Yeah, it's totally gender bias, and it's just annoying that it's 2018 we're still dealing with this. And it's also weird that this is making, like, so much news because I've seen so many times where – umpires are getting bitched at in mm-hmm. baseball like by the players and it does not make this big of news but everybody wants serena like to apologize and to like admit to things and she's just like i like the instagram picture she posted <laughs> of her and her baby just chilling like oh, unbothered. Yeah. i was like I love yes. it. that's exactly what i thought of. the baby's face is just super <laughs> yeah, like, baby's get like the whatever. fuck out <laughs> <laughs> leave us alone yeah i don't know i don't like that people are coming for her a mm-hmm. lot right now because of her success. Yeah. I feel like that's why they're doing it. I think yeah. so too. And I'm just like, oh, let her be. She's like the Beyonce of sports. Yeah. Well, she's the like Serena the greatest of sports. Yeah. I mean, you know, she is up yeah. there. She is fucking legit. She's just one of the greatest athletes. Yeah, she's not even like athlete. one of the greatest tennis players. Just one of the greatest athletes uh-huh. to ever and be on this planet. She has such a good personality Yo. and everything. <sighs> well, here's some more shitty news. <laughs> Former CBS exec Les Moonves has come to surface on his obsession with trying to ruin Janet Jackson's career from 2004. Why? So basically we should all hate on him because uh, her career hasn't really been able to prosper Mm -hmm. as much as it should have because... Of the Nipplegate incident. Nipplegate. <laughs> <laughs> Why? That's just what came to mind. Sorry. No, I'm pretty but, sure uh, it was called that. No, yeah, it was. But yeah. So at the time, Justin Timberlake, who was also involved in this incident, <laughs> he literally ripped off the yeah I don't part know. of her clothing. Yeah, he, he blamed it all on her. Mm-hmm. Though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, Justin Timberlake gave a tearful apology to Les and prosper in his career where janet jackson didn't give such an apology which she shouldn't have yeah, had right to. and so he took that as probably something against him because he's a man shot to his ego uh-huh. yeah and so he just basically blacklisted her yeah to be broadcasted on mtv and cbs come oh on whatever that cbs exec has been exposed yes he also yeah six people have come out um for the two me too movement he's uh, just a piece of trash okay but talking about gender bias like they were against serena williams it's so crazy that Janet jackson was basically blacklisted from everything mm-hmm. but these next two people have silently returned under the radar and have been greeted with standing ovations oh my god literally standing ovations i'm not like this is literally literally not figuratively by by crowds of mixed people i don't know okay so louis ck and aziz ansari have come out of hiding they think that they've done their punishment and are back out on the comedy scene doing stand-up and like i said literally arriving to standing ovations when people realize they were going to be there so how long has it been since i'm not sure were? how long because janet jackson it's been 14 years <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it's been like two months three months maybe yeah it really hasn't been that long and it's just 
I guess it like brings a question to me as like who gets to decide how long they're mm-hmm. being punished for. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not themselves because I think yeah. it's always we follow the lead of the people who were the victims. victims. And I think we're always going to be on the victim side in this. But for them to just think that they could come back and think that they actually like served the time, I guess you can say. It's just like but, like we're it's so weird that we're having like three stories where it's a sexist double standard yeah. in a row and it's just like is it not blatantly <sighs> obvious what's going on? I also on? have the question of the same as you like when it, it when, do we give these people a second chance mm-hmm. or basically but with the Z's and Louis CK I feel like they were such a part of okay me too mm-hmm. started very much like more of a liberal yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Aziz <clears throat> and Louis C.K. were very much a part of that liberal, like Hollywood, Hollywood yeah. liberal, whatever. Yeah, the fuck it is. And I feel like when it comes to who we give a second chance and who we don't, it's just basically like, oh, we we still love them. Second right. chance. They were on our side. Second chance. Mm-hmm. Like but they weren't it, racist. Yeah. <laughs> second chance. Like, like, I don't know. It's weird. It's so annoying because we just pick and choose. Like, we don't really treat anyone the same. Yeah. Like, we're willing to give these part. people a second chance, but we're not willing to give, like, I don't know who else. I don't want to give someone else a second chance, honestly. Yeah. But I'm just no, tired I get what you're of saying. There's like so many double standards everywhere. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I don't want to say this is the full reason, but I think also it's an aspect of that they are comedians. Yeah. So, so it's like lighter. Like, yeah, yeah. So I feel like people can be like, oh, uh-huh, but they're funny. They're like, yeah. I don't know. No, they I, bring joy with laughter. I yeah. definitely think that they're using that to their advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, like, have a lot to say about the whole canceled culture that we live in right mm-hmm. now. Um, I don't know if this is a time and place to get into it, but I think, like I said, we definitely just follow, like, the victim, um, their victims, like, lead on this. Mm-hmm. Like, if it bothers them that they're out and about and, like, prospering, then we should be on their side um, because that's not fair. Yeah, it's not. And also, again, the sexist double standard is – that you see people like Louis C.K. who was like definitely 100% guilty in what he did. It's just crazy that they can come back and get standing ovations, but people like Kathy Griffin and Samantha Bee, who Mm -hmm. only said political things, didn't sexually assault women or men, can't come back and are still struggling to come back from having a photo of holding Trump's head or saying that Melania is a feckless Mm C-word. It's just so annoying that they have to work 10 times as hard 10 times longer to come back and be like is it okay when these guys are just doing it on their own time and feels in like are doing what feels comfortable to them and not worrying about anybody else totally a woman has to come back and be like is it okay everybody like is it okay and these guys are just showing up then they have to like just watch what they say from now on yeah apologize i don't because those women also do more than just Okay, yeah, they maybe apologize for what they did, but they're also doing more work yeah. right. on their end. Whereas, like, okay, Louis C.K. and Aziz are comedians, which, like, you know, they are too, the women. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, they're just making more jokes about other non-related things, whereas these comedians... They have to face it are, head on. Are facing it head on and supporting 
political right. things of like right, this right, movement, right. like calling people out, like continuing to yeah. call people out and support that, right? Instead of just like what making did, more jokes, like about what nothing. work did Louis C.K. do to himself or like to the community to better mm-hmm. what he did? Yeah. Like, is he making Sorry, a difference? I wasn't, like, that was my point, but yeah, but no. yeah, I don't know. And also, I don't see Louis C.K. changing his comedy, and his comedy was very fucking dark. It was. Yeah, very controversial. So I feel like it's going to be very uncomfortable if he doesn't change. But I think in this scenario, you follow their victim's lead. Yeah, same. If they're not okay and it's making them uncomfortable and it's triggering for them to see them, then it's not okay. It's not time for Mm -hmm. it. They can't make a comeback then. I think we need to become that should be the norm sorry yeah that took me a second <laughs> yeah it's just we're it's not a- used to taking the victim's lead again mm-hmm. how we're not even listening to the victims in these scenarios we're just like oh they're back like yeah standing ovation that's uh, so that, gross this is i could never i would fucking leave i would get out i would walk away you're basically saying wow that fu- that situation you're in Glad that stupid ass thing is over. Glad you're back. Right. It's exactly how I take it. I don't know. It's just not our, it's not for us to say, I guess. All right. Well, do y'all want to get into some White House chaos? Oh my God. This is, this person does not get a second chance. (laughs) Life is White House chaos. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'll start off with something good. Even if you don't like Kim Kardashian, <laughs> she has been visiting the White House to discuss prison reform, and I think this is a good thing. With it's, someone of her fame and mm-hmm. with the money she has, and influence, she ha- yeah, her influence, mm-hmm. like she can make a change, and also the fact that Trump just likes to be talked about, and so right. like maybe this would be like, yeah, they're gonna talk about me if I and agree with Kim Kardashian. He, yeah, and he likes to be like around the cool kids. Yeah. And Kim Kardashian, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, she's just she influences everything yeah. in this country. It's freaking weird, but she it's true. It's reality. Like it's Kim. the truth. Yeah. yeah. Oh exactly. yeah, exactly. So I hope she keeps doing it, and that some changes get made. She seems very passionate about it. So. I basically, yeah. at this point, with the Trump administration, will take it where we can get it because mm-hmm. this is our only hope. It is infuriating that people have dedicated their lives to prison reform and don't get the same platform that she does, but that's the fucking country we live in. Yeah. Y'all made this bitch popular. <laughs> like, we, this is what we can get. And if he's taking her serious about prison reform, which is such a fucking important thing, then go for it, Kim. Yeah. Yep. All right, but moving on to the New York Times op-ed essay. Jesus. So, <laughs> this God. may sound like some hope and may sound like all hope is lost. It, you can interpret it however you want. I'll tell you how I interpret it. <laughs> so, a senior official in Trump's administration wrote an essay for the New York Times. They published it anonymously so that they won't like jeopardize this person's mm-hmm. career. But New York Times says they know who it is. This person is legit. They are Mm -hmm. on his team. Right. So it starts out with, and I'm going to say it, quote, like just straight up quote it. Quote for quote. So the person writes, the dilemma, which he does not fully grasp, is that many of the senior officials in his own administration are working diligently (laughs) from from within to frustrate parts of his agenda and his worst inclinations. I would know I am one of them. Basically, they are saying <laughs> they are a tiny part of the resistance, but they are still, like, 
have those Republican views. So mm-hmm. it's not as extreme as if that is a Democrat scary. was part of the yeah. resistance. That's the, yes. the scary part that true Republicans, true conservatives have to have their own little resistance within this administration. Yes. That's terrifying. So <laughs> this person go, goes on to say that it's their duty to do oh this God. for the country because the president continues to act in a, ma- a manner that is detrimental to the health of our republic. Wow. Terrifying. So, okay. Like, going. <laughs> yeah. I literally feel like I'm in Star Wars. Going on. <laughs> yeah, literally, the resistance. <laughs> so going on, they talk about how in meetings he'll just like, Trump will just veer off topic. He'll go off the rails. <laughs> he'll start having He's rants. Us. He'll start making happen. like impulsive decisions that are half baked. God. And he's like super ill informed and like they're like, he'll make ill informed and reckless decisions. Like they'll literally just like take papers away from him like a child. Oh my God. Dude. What I mean, the I'm fuck? not surprised, but it's like, this is fucking terrible to realize. Yeah. It's like, that's what you imagine. Right. Maybe, but you don't want to know that you that's don't the want truth. That that, yeah, you don't want that to be real. So the author goes on to say, Americans should know that there are adults in the room. We fully recognize what is happening, <laughs> and we are trying to do what's right even when Donald Trump won't. And then he goes on to say, the bigger concern is not what Mr. Trump has done to the presidency, but rather what we as a nation have allowed him to do mm-hmm. to us. We have sunk low with him and allowed our discourse Y'all to be stripped me. of civility. <laughs> so, um, we means the Republicans and conservatives. Yeah. I'm not a part of that we. Yeah. <laughs> I refuse. But basically this article, that's what I'm saying. You can take it as like hope. There's people inside in his administration that God. are like trying their hardest to not let America go to shit. Or you can take it as like completely hopeless. Like Donald Trump is going to do whatever the fuck he wants. The fact that. And it's res- bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's worse fact, than you think. The fact that all of like the rules and like shit and policies he's created he has created we already think are terrible but to know that this is like the the like watered down version of the extreme that he actually wants to be is terrifying he said well the person says in this article that if these people weren't around the like quote-unquote resistance that his behavior would be way worse and way more erratic. Oh, my God. So somehow we're getting a watered-down version of Donald Trump. Just think that's, like, we're, like, so <laughs> I'm, like, right yeah, like, shook it. See, like, if y'all could see my scale right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to post a photo. Like, this would be the typical scale right, right. here. Us and this, quote-unquote, resistance. Right. Mm-hmm. But now the resistance is now the middle of the scale and we're obviously the good end. Yeah. And Donald Trump is the, the bad now end. the extreme bad end <laughs> that just got added on because you didn't think things could get that were that bad, but they are that because is of Donald Trump. So fucking terrifying. So they also yeah they talked about how erratic he is. They're literally how like, he'll like just switch. He'll change his mind in like one minute. And they also talked about how he favors. Kim Jong Un and oh Putin over our allies. That's that's terrifying. Whenever I see him praise them, 
mm-hmm. and all he's done is talk shit about our allies. It's like, what the fuck are like you trying he, to do? Literally. He literally has a fucking brain issue. Like, So does a lot of America. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> Everybody who like no, believes but, in him. Yeah, it's just like. But he's running our country. Oh yeah. Like, okay, you're believing... <laughs> a lot of yeah. these people are believing him because they're, like, as racist as him. Yep. But they, get past yeah. your racism and look at, like, okay, you're fucked up for being racist and he's fucked up for his policy, but look a little past that and see that he's, like, trying to full-on be a dictator. Yes! And he even tweets about it because got out, so of course, of course. He it. And he was like, New York Times needs to turn over the author. Like, they need to be punished. That's not how That's, it works in the United States of America. Republican, aren't Republicans all about free speech? Right. Like, wouldn't you see that tweet and be like, oh, no, that on. actually is and they fucking a threat pray to, to the Constitution. Speech. Yeah. He's a threat to everything the Constitution stands for. And that's all that these fucking Trump supporters claim to be is like huge patriots. Have but they, it's all fucking false patriotism. We've mm-hmm. always, they've always like, especially conservatives and Republicans have always been so strongly against like having a dictatorship. I mean, everybody is. But like, just the whole idea that the, I, well, the whole idea of the United States is basically being threatened by Donald Trump because he literally wants to be a fucking dictator. Yes. And these people who are the biggest fucking Patriots. America lovers, like fucking bleed red, white, and blue, believe him. It's just so ridiculous. So fucked up. Like, everybody has... I don't even know. They're all... It's like... I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, you're all I brainwashed. Yes, You dude. all don't even... You See, the thing is, you're saying think outside of him trying to like you know do whatever but he's trying to be a dictator it's like they their they minds can't. can't even get to that step but it's, yeah i honestly think it's because they're so fucking xenophobic and racist yeah that they're they willing don't. to put the dictatorship aside they're, for white people to rise and like gain power that they like they already fucking have all the it's power. also that they're so like stuck on what's gonna piss off the liberals yup yup mm-hmm. as long yep. as it pisses off the liberals i don't care like they're so stuck on that and it's so fucking like those guys who were at the fucking trump rally that was like i'd rather be russian than a liberal they fucking wore that shirt russia we (laughs) fucking went to war with russia russia is a threat to democracy you fucking idiots i'm just like you get so mad you can't even make words yeah i feel like a trump supporter Because I can't think. <laughs> well. <laughs> so, Knight in Shining Armor, Obama. <laughs> he yeah. gave us, he tried to give us some hope. But um, he gave a speech at the University of Illinois. Mm-hmm. And for the first time, he attacked Donald Trump by name. He also calls out the Republican Party for mm-hmm. li- basically like allowing it, it yeah. Yeah, allowing the country to go to shit. So, a few things he said. <laughs> so, he says, the crisis in American politics did not start with Donald Trump, but he mm-hmm. is a symptom, not the cause. Yes. He then goes on to say, over the past few decades, the politi- politics of division and resentment and paranoia has unfortunately found a home in the Republican Party. Yes. Which is so true. They literally fear. thoughts. <laughs> they literally just put fear in them yes. so that they it's propaganda yes yeah. it literally yeah. is and they fall for it because they're fucking up <laughs> okay but anyway <laughs> <It's>, going on <laughs> 
So then he comes with the Republican Party and, like, talks about how this is not what Lincoln had in mind when he made the Republican Party. This is not what conservatives are supposed mm-hmm. to be thinking. But he says um, it's not like Donald Trump's views. It's not conservative. It sure isn't normal. It's radical. Yep. It's a vision that says the protection of our power and those who back us is all that matters, even when it hurts the country. Which is kind of what I was saying where yeah. they're like, as long as it makes pisses someone else right, off, we're exactly. fine. Um, then <laughs> he says a lot. Like he's, speaking, he, he's dragging, he's, speaking he's dragging the party. I can't. I'm so then it. he goes on to say, it's a vision that says the few who can afford high price lobbyists and unlimited campaign co- contributions set the agenda. And over the past two years, this vision is now nearing its logical conclusion. So with Republicans in control of Congress and the White House, without any checks and or balances whatsoever, they've provided another $1.5 trillion in tax cuts to people like me, who I promise don't need it and don't even yes. pretend to pay them. Yes! Expose <gasps> yourself, too! <laughs> no, seriously. Expose Tap everyone. <laughs> um, so he just goes on to say, like, they're so willing to get... Republicans like legislations pass if they'll just let Donald Trump do whatever the yeah. fuck he wants. So then he says, in a healthy Disgusting. democracy, there are some checks and balances on this kind of behavior, this kind of inconsistency. But right now, there's nothing. Uh. So he's like, why are you like basically how they didn't let Obama do anything? Because mm-hmm. there's checks and balances. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they're letting Trump get away with Throwing everything, even window. being on fucking Twitter and praising Russia, like. I cannot believe, like, I just cannot believe that we live in this time right now where okay. Trump is doing shit like this. Yes. And we I never some, saw this coming. Well, I don't know. I was hoping I'd be, like, you know, 80 on the verge of like, <laughs> getting the fuck like, out of here. Getting the fuck out of here. I got, like, two Not years having left. to, like, deal with the aftermath of this shit. I know. I'm, I don't know. I don't know. And let me tell you why you never saw this coming. He does address the Democrats, and he even gives them some campaign advice, which Democrats, you are also the fucking problem. Yeah, they're a big fucking fucking problem. So he says, we won't win over by calling them names or dismissing entire chunks of the country as racist or sexist or homophobic. When I say bring people together, I mean all of our people. This whole notion that has sprung up recently about Democrats needing to choose between trying to appeal to white working class voters or votes are voters of color and women and LGBT Americans. That's nonsense. I don't buy that. I got votes from every demographic. We won by reaching out to everyone and competing yes. everywhere and by fighting for every vote. Yes. And I love that he said that because. When like Hillary ran, she literally like just mm-hmm. focused on those. She didn't groups. even visit yeah. cer- certain states. Yeah, she was too above herself. Yup, exactly. But you know who's not above herself, and this is uh, not an ad. What or himself, Beto? Yeah, <laughs> for Beto. He skateboards in Whataburger parking lot. <laughs> Sorry, but like he speaks. When he speaks, I like think of Obama. Sometimes. Yeah, definitely. But I like that he called them out. Like. This is why we thought it could never get there because we just see politicians we like and we're like, oh, yeah, like, look at the LGBT community backing these. Women Mm -hmm. are backing them. But, like, those aren't the only people who live in America. 
And so we are kind of put ourselves in that box too. And yeah. we're like, oh, the world's fine. Everyone agrees with what I agree with. There's mm-hmm. no way we can have another Republican president at this point. Like, but we just had to be fucking woken up by Donald Trump, Dude, unfortunately. This, I feel yeah. like I didn't expect this to happen. But then when I look back at everything, it was like, this was bound to happen. Mm-hmm. This needs to fucking happen. Because we need to hold people accountable. Mm-hmm. We've been letting the fucking Democratic Party scrape by by just mm-hmm. doing the fucking bare minimum. Yep. Not even, like, going and following through with all their fucking promises and making life better for immigrants, for people of color, for, like, every all their promises. And we've just been like, okay, they, it says Democrat by their name. Like, they're for us. Yeah. No, they're just as fucking evil. They're, they're, they're taking money from too. people, too. Yeah, they're like, fucking lobbying everywhere. So... No. It needed to happen. I like what you said. Yeah, definitely needed to happen because I literally am at a point where I want everyone Ow! to be held accountable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just, don't care who you are in this world. Like, right. In every aspect of life, it's time. It's 2018. It's September. <laughs> everyone needs yeah. to be held accountable. If this, if what, if like you're saying Donald Trump being president has brought yeah. out this, you know, urge for everyone to finally not take shit right. and make people accountable then glad it happened then i'm willing <laughs> then i'm willing to suffer at this point in my life and push through and fight for that if the outcome is what i'm hoping it to be cuz i'm excited for the outcome of the aftermath of donald Me trump too. because i feel like everyone can wake the fuck up i feel like we're very strong people too and obviously at this yeah. table we are three strong women yeah that like i I'm not like yeah, it's scary and it yeah. sucks, but I don't know. I think we're strong enough if for this. Right. Donald Trump could turn Glenn Beck into a liberal, like <laughs> I have a little bit of hope that this is gonna definitely just like, but that actually yeah. make America mm-hmm. uh, like uh, the place it should be for everyone. Yeah, and that being said, it falls on us, our generation. Mm-hmm. to do the fucking work mm-hmm. and to ho- hold these people accountable so make sure you're doing your fucking part because look at what we're at and we thought it couldn't be worse but this new york op-ed just showed that it's way fucking worse behind closed and doors and it's probably gonna and get the, worse because yeah. of this new york op-ed oh yeah he's not gonna take shit or let anybody change his mind now mm-hmm. that's for damn sure and he'll knock anybody down fire them have like new cabinet members every other fucking day until he gets his way Y'all, yeah. when Omarosa <laughs> went on Big Brother and she said she was scared and we should all be oh, scared, yeah. I believed her. Now, now, yeah, now I like, like, believe the shit. She is not just trying I'm to sell books book. right now. <laughs> she is telling the fucking truth. Also, oh for God. everyone saying that the author of the New York op-ed is Mike Pence, you're wrong. I think it's Baron Trump. <laughs> Dude, I fucking hope it's Baron Trump. Baron Trump is Dude, like, uh, I put all my faith that in would Trump. Out, That would make my life. Dude, it, and can we also just talk about how the no, fact. No, it's Tiffany Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> he just sends that bitch off with like a million dollars a week to go do something. She does not give a fuck about him. Uh, just the fact that he can't even figure out who it is because so many people like hate him in his fucking like, mm-hmm. administration. You obviously have no one you can yes! trust in your own fucking administration. That just tells you a lot as well. Oh, God. I can't. I literally cannot. <sighs> I don't even. Mm. Sorry to put that burden on you, <laughs> but yes. it needed to be done. Thank it did. Thankfully, Obama spoke out, and other people giving us hope. Nike dropped Colin Kaepernick's ad. Yes. yes. 
Which, to come <laughs> to find out, you're glad that he's getting paid by them this entire time. Yes, yeah, they've been I paying his salary this entire time. I love that. It's like, I wish he could still play football, but under these circumstances, I'm glad that he is still standing up for something that is even greater than football mm-hmm. at this point. Right, exactly. So, they air this ad, and you see these, <clears throat> excuse me, these triumphs from people chasing their dreams. Yes. Sierra, Sierra, Serena Williams has her own little ad that she's posted. You see oh her from God. a child to an adult. So inspiring. Pushing. Yes. So, I mean, this ad is just literally inspiration to just do it, mm-hmm. even if it means sacrificing everything. Powerful. Their sales have gone up 31%. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Since the ad has come out, people are burning their Nikes in <laughs> the protest. Other side, yeah. But yes. after they've purchased it and gave their money to Nike. <laughs> so ignorant. So ignorant. So ignorant. I saw one guy burnt his shoes while they were still on his feet. Dumb. And he had to go to the hospital. Good. He was like, I'm at the hospital now. <laughs> Why would that be a good idea? Like, did you think you were going to fly out of him or something? <laughs> he was like, just got to do it if it means sacrificing him. Like believe believe in something even if it means sacrificing your feet, dude. But he took it to heart. I don't know. I take that very inspiration, like very seriously. I feel like yeah. a lot of people are too afraid to do shit mm-hmm. because of the sacrifices that they would have to make. Right. I think that we need to. We're in a time where we need to fucking do that. Agreed. Agreed. I also wore Nike all weekend. I know. I was like, oh, I, yeah, I had some. on Nike shorts all weekend. Yeah. I live in Nike shorts, so they make <laughs> no. a lot of money off of me. <laughs> Shaking my head. <laughs> so not only does Nike put out this Colin Kaepernick ad to mm-hmm. reveal that they've been paying him this whole mm-hmm. time and he is true God, um, <laughs> Nike releases a Mexican ad, or yes. an ad for Hispanic, right in time for Hispanic Heritage Month. Yeah. So... This ad symbolizes women's ability to power through the challenges they face in the campaign Juntas Imparables. It's, I was like so moved by this. Right? Oh my gosh. It was so amazing because literally the whole ad is just women. Yeah. yeah. Running through the streets of Mexico City, they showcase Nayeli Rangel, who is a soccer player, mm-hmm. footballer. Alexa Moreno, who's a gymnast, and Mariana Juarez, who's a boxer. Love it. I love that part. <laughs> I was just like, wow. And it's I mean, like, obviously, we're all three Hispanic yeah. women. Mexican women. Yeah, yeah. To see a brand support that and promote that, especially being Hispanic. Mm-hmm. It's just awesome because, like, <sighs> I think back to when I was little. And, like, we didn't have things like that. Yeah. It was, like, you're a tomboy if you're playing sports. Like, that's not for girls. Like, why are you such a tomboy? Blah, blah, But this ad, like, talks about that, too. Uh And I think it's – I just think back to what we needed when we were younger to keep pursuing Mm -hmm. sports dreams in particular or just any dream. And – just if I was younger and I saw that on the television, I would be like, hell yeah, let's go practice. Right. Let's keep pushing. Fuck what everybody says. Like, I am passionate about this. And that's what makes me so happy. And same with the Colin Kaepernick ad. Like, mm-hmm. it was just of all of the people that are sponsored through Nike 
all different type of athletes. Nigel Houston. Yeah, Nigel Houston, um, Serena Williams. There's numerous athletes in this, all going through trials and tribulations Mm -hmm. and still coming out on top to be sponsored by fucking Nike. Mm -hmm. It's just all inspiring. And I'm here for inspiring capitalism. (laughs) (laughs) It's... That's what this country's like built on. That's what this country about is capitalism. So we might as well get a good part of it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Just side note, quick shout out to just all the companies that are just backing support. Right. And backing the right <laughs> fucking thing. Yep. Like, uh, like keep doing it until they're boycotting so many things. They can only go to like Walmart. I think no, they're, they're boycotting, boycotting Walmart <laughs> yeah, because they're right. selling that Trump. They have to go Trump to like <laughs> oh, yeah, Family yeah, Dollar. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't even know. I really don't know no where they would go. Dollar, no offense to Family Dollar. Just, <laughs> they're probably the boycotting they them too. No, yeah. but I mean, one that I noticed recently, the North Face. They had oh, a global yeah. climbing day, and they had a magazine or a book that went out, and they were saying, you know. Walls are for climbing, not for like barriers. Yes. Yeah, and then Ben and Jerry's came yes. out against Trump, and I was like, eat more "Thank you, I'm gonna eat more of you." <laughs> eat ice cream, climb a wall wearing your Nikes. Yes, <laughs> but no, I mean, just these companies literally just sticking it to the people on the wrong side right. yep. of that wall. Right, and it's just weird to think that just. Like, these companies are doing the bare minimum by just being decent. <laughs> like, we're like, yes, this! Right, Because right. it's that bad. <laughs> it's that bad. No. They but, give us an inch and we're like, you gave us a whole damn foot, man. Yeah, like, they're doing the bare fucking minimum with their billions of dollars. But I'm here for it because yeah. let's inspire these people who are watching your ads and wearing your clothes and eating your ice cream. <laughs> like it's Yeah, it's because we're used to big companies doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Right. So props to y'all and just shout out to Nike yeah, in general. Definitely. Nike for president. Yeah, keep pushing. Um, but I think that's finally it for the Chiefs Minute. We have been going. It was lit. Mm-hmm. But we we'll, have really been going. Yeah. We'll be right back for a special dedication. A moment. Yeah. Okay, so this past Friday there was some tragic news. Mac Miller passed away from an apparent overdose, and we've, I've, I don't even know how to say the past tense of this, I stand him on this podcast before, mm-hmm. um, it's very, it was very heartbreaking yes. to see that, um, for multiple reasons, of course, for the selfish reason of not hearing his music, or just having mm-hmm. him here, but also the reason that he never found peace here, mm-hmm. because it was an apparent overdose, and he was very vocal about struggling with, like, depression and mm-hmm. drugs. And it's very apparent in his last album. Um, I just am so heartbroken because Mac Miller means so much to me. Um, I remember back in, like, 2010, listening or going on YouTube, like, finding Mac Miller, mm-hmm. listening to Kool-Aid and Frozen Pizza and the kids' album, and thinking that it was just so, like... Fun. It was so good and mm-hmm. something that you haven't heard because it felt very old school hip hop beats and he was actually flowing. He had actual lyricism like and I just felt like, wow, like this kid is actually doing it. And his videos were so fun. It was like mm-hmm. him running around Pittsburgh with his friends and just having a good time. And I was like, wow, like this is a really cool life. I want that life that he has yeah. like that are in this music videos. 
I don't know. I was just really obsessed with him, like, all the time. And just to, like, see him from the kids' album and every album he released, you could see him, like, getting better and, like, Mm-hmm, evolving into yeah. a different artist because you know at first it was all about like having those old school hip-hop beats and lyricism and then at one point it was very jazzy and then mm-hmm. he finally started singing and you're like oh fuck he can actually sing and it was he was always just so good since day one like he was so good and he just got better and better and better and in this last album, I was like, fuck, like, Mac Miller is here. Like, yeah. this is it. Like, he's going to blow up. Like, he was already big, but you never really heard Mac Miller on, like, the, like, hip-hop stations or even, like, the pop stations. Yeah. So I was like, fuck, he's going to, like, blow up. Like, this is so undeniably good, this album. So it's it's really heartbreaking. It, it crushed me because when Snoop Dogg – Snoop Dogg is posting a lot about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just like, this was your year. Yes. And it just breaks my fucking heart. Yeah, for me personally, I also love Mac Miller so much. Whenever I think of Mac Miller, it like brings me back to a time, like right, right, like the end of my high school days, going into mm-hmm. college days. Yes. And it's like, you're listening, you're bumping Mac Miller, Asheroth, Wiz cool Khalifa, kids. <laughs> cool kids. Yes. And you're just like, it's like the last moment of your life where you're really not worried too right. much about what's going on. Cause yes. you're still kind of a kid. So you're having yeah. fun. Yeah. And so Mac Miller always would take me back to that time. And I've stayed on top of his music. Cause I just love seeing him evolve and it like, yes. it sucks that he's gotten to this point with his new album and it's so good but he still was growing mm-hmm. and it sucks that we like won't be able to see we won't be able to see where this. his next growth spurt was i don't yeah. know like it's heartbreaking honestly it is it's devastating and god it's so also young. yeah so young 26 years old and also just seeing like everybody post about him mm-hmm. like people you didn't even think that he was like friends with uh-huh. and like people like literally saying that they wouldn't have a career without mac miller and giving him all the props for putting them on a tour with mm-hmm. with him and it's just crazy to see that literally everybody he talked to he instantly became friends with yeah because you just got that vibe from him yeah and like that's he, what yeah that's when what he had his me. show on mtv videos. and we would oh, watch yeah. it religiously because we Love was like he was such a like fun dude yes. made everyone laugh it was like he wa- he just wanted to make everyone laugh and like happy he was like magnetizing mm-hmm. like his personality just like drew everybody in and uh, yeah like i was saying like that's what drew me into him were those youtube videos and like just like it was so funny because i remember like the fandom of mac miller like he had that girlfriend back then and everyone like followed his girlfriend and just like being like that so like deep diving into his life and like just mm-hmm. seeing it like mm-hmm. his career literally start and just evolve was just awesome and I'm glad I saw that. See. <sighs> it's very sad, but like Lauren said, it's it's weird. I don't know if it's weird, but it's just kinda like odd because he was that big personality, mm-hmm. but then to see that he was suffering mm-hmm. with like I guess these demons and he felt like he had to like medicate with drugs all the time it's just kind of eye-opening eye-opening yeah because you're like oh this guy's like the life of the party and all this shit and even though you could see in his music especially his last album how much like he was 
battling his demons. Um, it's just very eye-opening to be like, damn, like, yeah, he died of an yeah. overdose because he was doing all these drugs to numb these feelings that he was showcasing in this album. And he had all these friends who always said that they were always, like, loved him and, like, they are always, like, showing him support. But it's, like... It's, 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 the, it's, one, hard. it's the one where you're, like, you know, didn't think they would be struggling with that, maybe, as hard as they were. Yeah, as, like, as intense as it was, maybe. Because mm-hmm, they were such a happy... Yeah. And, like, yeah, and everyone's, like, saying, like, you know, reach out to your friends mm-hmm. and... That's, like, a conversation that always happens from something like this is, like, you know, reach out to your friends, even the funny ones. But it's, like, okay, you can do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure his friends did that. Mm-hmm. But, like, I guess my question is, is, like, at what point, like, how much can you reach out to your friend? And, like, mm-hmm. also, like, it not be, like, a super, not, like, saying reaching out is superficial, but, like, how intense does the reach out to your friend need to be i guess i no, don't know I how know to word it it's like how much effort how, no or no much not effort, effort but, but like, like how many times are you like dude stop doing this like why are you fucking like yeah. drinking so much or doing mm-hmm. this many drugs or like why are you never coming out like and they never say anything like what how much how can you get them to that next right? step especially because we're not like all like not all your friends are freaking therapist <laughs> like yeah and we're not, not we're not, not everyone's gonna just come out and be like yeah yeah, yeah and like, like not everyone's the same and the Maybe other it takes more and for that's them to admit. yeah and that's the other thing exactly the other question is like yeah we say reach out to your friends but admitting that you have a problem like with alcohol or drugs or just suffering with depression like that's really hard to do like there's mm-hmm. a shame to that because of what society has taught us is that that's shameful but in reality, it's it's not it's not shameful at all. Like, we fall into different vices mm-hmm. as humans. Um, so it's like, what do we do? How much do we reach out to our friends? And how do we like? What's how how do we stop it from being shameful to our friends to be like, hey, I'm hurting. Hey, I'm suffering. And it's so I don't know. It's hard because I've dealt with this in multiple ways with people in my life like you reach out you reach out you reach out and it's like what more can I do yeah so I feel like maybe like it seems like a lot of Mac Miller's friends are feeling that way I don't know I know it was Zachary Fox and he was like on Twitter talking about it he was just saying if anything I've learned from this is like don't hold back on telling your friends how much they mean to you yeah and that could honestly just like telling your friend like hey you mean this much i love you like you're so important to me like that could probably help them yeah with their demons like oh people do love me like i do have a purpose yeah he was just saying like don't hold back on that anymore like if he's learned anything it's like tell your friend how much they mean to you tell them you love them like make them feel like they are wanted like you want them here you love them you need them in your life then maybe that then maybe that's where where you start (laughs) it's <laughs> like if you're always saying like I'm here for you tell me something but they'll never tell you anything or they're never gonna go get help you just are constantly being like you mean a lot to me like yeah, you're my friend like, like how you're much my that friend person for a reason yeah. yeah like I have you in my life for a reason so I guess I guess that is where you start 
Yeah, because it makes him feel like, oh, like, I do have a purpose. Not not yeah. saying that, like, my only purpose is to be your friend. It's yeah. just, like, like oh, people the do reasons. love yeah. me. Like, people do care about me. Because when people are dealing with depression, those voices in their head are telling them they're, yeah. like, no one cares about <coughs> yeah. you. Yeah. Like, like you're all important. alone. Right. So just knowing that someone's there with them and wants to be with them, that maybe could help. that could help them out. That, yeah, I, I think that's a good start. For I'm sure. gonna cry every time I do it, but yeah, <laughs> yeah right. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like I tell my friends all the time, like you know, especially right now, like through my wedding process, I'm just like, I wouldn't be yeah. here without y'all. So like, y'all mean a lot to me, and like, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm doing that more, and that we should all do that more. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm becoming more open about my feelings. I need to work on. I think, yeah, you have. <laughs> I guess if y'all just have, like don't yeah. feel like embarrassed or something to be like, hey, I love you. You're my friend. Yeah. Like just yeah. say it. Yeah, make me cry. <laughs> Rosa, I but love I know you. some people just feel like if I say this, is it weird? Yeah. It's, but it's not. not. Like, it's a relationship. People need to hear that. <laughs> it's a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. A friendship is obviously a relationship it's a ship there's a form (laughs) there's a form of intimacy in a relationship like a friendship like i don't know and i guess that is where you start with stuff like this and i hope that mac miller's didn't die in vain and that we all learned something from it it seems like everybody is yeah and i think everyone's taking a step in the right direction like what from what i've seen everyone is very much like eye-opening to yeah. this like even childish gambino is like yes. crying at his concert and jake and jake hole it's just crazy how many people he touched mm-hmm. and how big of an influence he was on especially like the music community yeah <clears throat> i don't know i just hope that it is an eye-opening experience for everybody and that if your friends are trying to help you that you're like open to it a, a, yeah receptive mm-hmm. to that and just realize like everyone's trying to help and i don't know it's heavy it's It's heavy heavy. stuff but if you do have like recommendations on how to push your friends to like get help with a drug addiction or alcohol addiction or like fighting depression definitely send that to us and we can always repost it and Mm -hmm. if we find anything we'll post it as well Mm -hmm. yeah yeah rest in peace mike yeah rest in peace thank you for all the bangers thank you for the inspiration the laughs yes the laughs he's so funny and had such a contagious (sighs) smile yes even through a screen even through a screen Mm -hmm. like we never Mm -hmm. met him in in real life but like you could just feel his energy from the tv or like from your laptop and And his concerts are fun yeah you're gonna be missed but yeah i think that's it for mac miller truly heartbreaking we will miss you Thanks for everything. Yes. <sighs> okay. Now we'll be right back for Chisma de la Calle. Hey! Okay. So this past Sunday, mm-hmm. yesterday, mm-hmm. we, as Dallas Cowboy fans, <laughs> <laughs> had quite the day. We are first going to say goodbye to Dan Bailey. So fucked. So fucked up. Fearless kicker. Like the second most accurate NFL kicker in history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just saying. I get it. I get it. He got an injury and he never, he recovered, but mentally he did not recover. Right, mm-hmm. right. 
but you already got rid of so many other exactly. people. Like our all team is basically vets, all rookies basically. right now. And then you're going to go ahead and get rid of a veteran kicker when we rely so heavily on field goals. Exactly. That's what I see. Mm. Okay. Yes, his percentages over the past few three years have gone down. Mm-hmm. I am like, yes, I feel like we were kind of crippling him in a way. But also we relied on him a lot. He was some he was the reason we had points in some fucking yeah, games. Yeah, exactly. Wow. But anyways, Dan Bailey, we love you. Thank you for the memories. I wanted a Dan Bailey jersey. You're gonna be in the Hall of Fame, which is a hashtag rare for a kicker. For mm-hmm. tackling people when yes. Yes. our special teams miss them. <laughs> yes. Well, unfortunately oh <laughs> it doesn't get better. No, it doesn't. So, because we do not have vets anymore, and because we don't have Dan Bailey, although we can't say Dan Bailey would have saved the day. He w- he didn't, because very... we never got into field goal range. Yeah. Well, we did well, we once. Had the, once. Yeah. And yeah. then it was missed. It was 47 yards. Yeah. So, and he okay, missed it. Yeah, but anyway, we lost against the Carolina Panthers. All right. So much to say here. One. Jason Garrett, please just go the fuck away. Yeah, do yourself yeah. You favor. fucking suck at coaching. Everyone knows. Everyone ben in the world sucking. knows. Ben. Um, except for some reason, Jerry Jones doesn't know. I don't know what that yeah. is. But he needs to fucking go. Dak Prescott, I don't know what the fuck is up with you. But I don't. I said He's from the beginning, good. You, should nev- you should never have picked Dak Prescott over Tony Romo. Oh, 100%. And this is why. The fact that we do have rookies, okay? And they play terrible. Yeah. But but they're rookies. But they're rookies. And as a an elite quarterback, you it is your responsibility to make them look good. But he's not elite. Because you have people like Tom Brady with rookies, and he makes them fucking elite. Top. Tom Brady gets new fucking receivers like every yes. season and can make it work. And he puts them like in the fucking top ranks. So I'm mad at Dak. I'm mad at Zeke. I'm mad at Jason Garrett. I'm mad at Jerry. I'm so... If I have to see Jason Garrett clapping on the sideline (laughs) one more time, I'm going to go up to Jerry Jones myself and have very nice words with him and take his two payoff. went the fuck off when he was clapping after that misfilled goal. I was like, you fucking clown. Fuck him. Fuck Scott Linehan. Fire both of them. Fire Scott Linehan. The least you could do is fire Scott Linehan. That's yes. the very yeah. least he could do. Also, did Dak Prescott do anything offseason? Did he do any fucking training? Because he looks worse he looks than terrible. his sophomore slump. Okay, he could blame it on his sophomore slump last year, but this is his third year. Mm-hmm. This was literally like they didn't practice at all. They were just like, hey, we were good. No, you weren't. You weren't good. <laughs> we were good that one year. That was a that fucking one year. miracle Your year. Your first year when you literally had everyone to help you yes, out. Yes, exactly. Now you have no one, which I'm not disagreeing with you. Like, he looked terrible. But also, I just don't think he's aged. He doesn't have the o- offen- offensive line. He doesn't line. have the arm. He doesn't, yeah. No, no, he doesn't have the accuracy. He can't throw. He has legs, and he was not using them. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I really don't know. I was one of the worst 
It was terrible. One of the worst games I've ever seen yes. the Cowboys play in my life. Even when they had Bledsoe, it was worse than that. It never at one. There wasn't one moment where I was like, okay, they're getting into a rhythm. Yeah. They're finally figuring it out. There was not one fucking moment. And if you did think you found a moment, it was in the fourth quarter. Yeah. At the very fucking end of the game when they finally scored. So stupid. When Dak was like, oh, I have legs. Yeah, he finally figured out that he There's had legs. There's so much. I could go off more, but I do. I want to say I'm going to keep it short, but I want to mention this. Our defense fucking rolls. Yes. Shout out to them. Shout out to Demarcus Lawrence. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Taco Charlton. Like, our defense was on point. Yeah. It's so. That's also so infuriating that the one fucking time we have have a a good defense, (laughs) defense. our offense is straight poop. Right? Because defense wins games, but our offense can't even get to fucking field goal range, though. The only thing that we really... I know you said keep it short, but I just want to say this. (laughs) One more thing. One more thing. thing. (laughs) The only thing that we do have, and it's like obviously not cutting it for us, is we only have Dak and Zeke in offense. Why? Like, and that's... It's like they literally, like... But they don't, they can't, Dak can't do anything. When the running game, we have put all of our marbles into the running game. The running game has been stopped. They know what we're doing, our predictable ass coaching, and we don't make any predictable, same fucking plays for the past 10 years. I'm so fucking pissed. Get your shit together and figure it out already. Okay, but what I was going to (laughs) say was we put all of our marbles into the running game, which has been broken down. Everybody Mm -hmm. knows our fucking plays. Everyone knows what we're going to do. So. I don't know. I can't remember what I say because you cut me off. Sorry. But, like, I don't know. Just Dak Prescott isn't where he needs to be. I don't know if he ever will be. I know that he didn't have a good offensive line to block for him, and he was under pressure. But why is he still so fucking jittery? Why can't he just calm down, fucking take a breath? Like, he looks so anxious out there, and he looks like he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. And it's very embarrassing. Yeah, don't even get me started. <laughs> if he Dude. can't throw, Rosa wants and me to. <laughs> if Dak Prescott, if your quarterback doesn't have a good arm, can't throw past ten yards, doesn't have any fucking accuracy in his throws, why the fuck are you hiring Kellen Moore, his backup quarterback, to be his fucking quarterback coach? Wouldn't you get a fucking veteran specialty quarterback coach with a good ass record? Okay, you could have hired Tony Romo. <laughs> He could we could still have Tony Romo, yeah. yeah, and be good. I don't know. It was terrible. It was a terrible game. There was nothing good besides the defense. That was the only hope we had. If we didn't have that defense, who knows what the score would have been? Oh I want God. like a mid-year firing or like a before-season firing. It like was I don't even terrible. care if everything goes. I up wanted in shit them to fire. Get rid of Garrett. I was like, don't even let them come back on the bus. Yeah, fire, fire them, them now. right then and there. There's nothing you you have the power to do that. And then Jerry just, Jones couldn't even talk to the press. He snuck out back. Scott Linehan wouldn't make any comments. Fucking. They're like a family who gets in watch. big arguments and then the next day they act like nothing happened. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. I couldn't even watch Jason Garrett today's press conference, oh, yeah, his no. comments after the game. I can't look at his face. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Something suspicious is happening. <clears throat> and probably... We know who to blame. But there are suspicious texts coming from an imposter and posing as Patsy from Beto for Texas. 
<laughs> so one of the texts God. that's uh, circulating. Hi, it's Patsy here with Beto for Texas. Our records indicate that you're a supporter. We are in search of volunteers to help transport undocumented immigrants to polling booths so that they will be able to vote. Will you be able to support this grassroots effort? So (laughs) fucking stupid and obviously fake. But someone probably believes this and they're like, see, I told you they get those illegals to vote. Dude, I (laughs) seriously can see all the fucking conservative Texans because they're everywhere on Facebook being like, I knew this is this is real. This isn't a fake story. This is some real I just shit. got this text message today. Oh. Look what they're doing. Look what the Dems are up to again. They're like, we knew it. We knew it. The libtards. They really think that. Oh my god. It's not even like Oh, maybe it isn't, Beto. It's like straight up not from it. Yeah. Like, why would they fucking... Who's that stupid? <laughs> they are. Oh, but here's another text. <laughs> Hi, it's Patsy here with Beto for Texas. We're conducting... <laughs> We're conducting an internal poll and would like to know your thoughts on the dangers of socialism. Oh, my God. Like, really? You really wait, think that he's wait, put, they're wait. putting out these texts? They do, though. They really believe this. They really fucking are like, I told you they're like this. Look. Also, in Texas, we have the fucking license law. So how would any legal even be able to fucking vote? Because we have that stupid ass law Because they um, say that dead people are alive and they vote, Sam. Because the people who pick up these illegals to go vote will also make them fake license. And fake (laughs) records and addresses. Oh, but they actually fucking believe this shit. So apparently this reached maybe fewer than a thousand people, but still. I'm sure (laughs) I can go on Facebook and find somebody trying to be a truther about this and saying Mm -hmm. how real it is and that they found Patsy and that she does fucking work for them. Patsy may be a real worker for them and this isn't her. I was like, I wonder, because I always get those text messages too. And I was like, I wonder if I have one from Patsy. (laughs) Fucking Patsy. Fucking Patsy. Get your shit together. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but this story is definitely making national news. It's tragic as fuck. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. so wild. Literally and fucked me makes off. no fucking sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still like, it's still being investigated. Mm-hmm. There's still like things coming out because of the person being protected who did this. Okay, so Amber Geiger is a police officer here in Dallas. She has been charged with manslaughter for shooting a man in his own apartment. She shot Botham Shim Jean um, after he ignored her verbal command. So this is her story. She works a very long shift. She parked in the wrong on the wrong floor of her apartment garage. She goes into what would be her apartment if she parked on the correct floor, ignores the bright red mat that's in front of the door that's Ign- not hers. Ignores mm-hmm. the lit up number, apartment number. Ignores her apartment number. Um Apparently the door was unlocked, but she still used her key, so it made her think that she unlocked the door. And she goes in. It's dark because it's 10 p.m. at night, so this guy's mm. probably just sleeping, trying to go to bed or getting ready for bed, possibly already asleep. And she walks in. She doesn't notice that the furniture is different. That's a completely different apartment. And she sees a shadowy figure. And she tells them to stop, I guess. She had verbal commands. That's all they're saying. 
They were ignored by him, apparently, and that's when she shot him twice. Hmm. It's a very... This makes me want to throw up. Yes. It's so sad this man was just innocently in his apartment. Just, like, winding down. It fucks me up so bad. It does me, too. I don't know, dude. I just... I have a hard time with it because, one, it's just... It's very sad. But I don't know. Even if I'm in the wrong place, like... And you're a cop. Shouldn't you notice don't you, these little, you always these little alert, differences? Like Especially what? a bright like, red this, mat Yeah, like you door. should know. You're trained, literally, to take note of these things. Yeah. So that happened on Thursday... A lot of people are angry. We are angry because this happened on Thursday. She murdered this guy. And she wasn't arrested till Sunday. What happened was, first off on Thursday, didn't do anything. Then they finally issued a warrant for her arrest. The Dallas Police Department did. The Texas Rangers step in, take away that warrant. The warrant finally comes back. She's arrested on Sunday. Finally on Sunday, she's arrested. And then she turns herself in for the charge of manslaughter is Im- and immediately posts a $300,000 bond and is out right now. Literally them just, like, taking care of their own. Yeah, that's all mm-hmm. it, this was. And this is all it's going to be, which is <coughs> so sad. Um, they call him Bo. He was a very prominent figure in his church. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is so this sad. Is I want to cry. He was it's a family terrible. man. Everybody who met him, his neighbor said he was the kindest person. They can't believe this has happened. And she is a white cop. He is a black man. Even if she did innocently go, well, she's not innocent, but even if she did go into the wrong apartment, there's still a whole other like level of racial bias mm-hmm. as to her mm-hmm. seeing a black man and immediately shooting him yeah. without like even looking around. Like, I wonder if he was white, if this would be a different story. I'm pretty sure it would. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of pictures of her being brought up. She's hugging one of her family members, I'm assuming. Where, and the family member is wearing an All Lives Matter shirt. I also saw a photo floating around where one of her family members is apparently doing a white power sign. I believe. It's just a big mess. Right it's now? really sketchy. It's yeah. all so her sketchy. story is very sketchy. It's so sketchy. Um so we're just basically waiting for further investigation, but you can't even trust that because they're gonna protect their yeah. own in the end. They always do. Supposedly it got turned over to the Texas Rangers so that there wasn't any internal conflict, but it's still like they're still gonna protect another yeah, cop. Exactly. And she has shot somebody in the past while on duty. Oh, yes. So, I don't know. We're Like I said, we're still waiting for a lot to come out. If it will come out, we're not sure. We hope so. We just want justice for Bo. Yes, definitely. This is so tragic. He was just in his own home getting ready for bed or already asleep. Just like a normal In the comfort of your own home, you're not even safe. Like, it's, it's heartbreaking. But we will push for justice, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And for the full story to come out. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But, yeah. 
I think that's it for Chisme de la Calle. We'll be right back to see who we're shaking our heads at this week. Shaking my head. 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 Well, who are we shaking our heads at this week? Because we haven't done that enough already. I know, right? I'll start. Lindsay Lohan <laughs> for Walden Out and Mykonos at her <laughs> beach resort and her old grandma dancing. Still confused about her beach resort. The terrible, the terrible jumpsuit. Oh, my God. So unflattering. <laughs> and her... Someone please tell her that you cannot feel better from oh death. My oh, my God, dude. She took a selfie Snapchat <laughs> with oh the God. quotation, R.I.P. John McCain, feel better, XOXO. What the fuck? Kiss emoji, prayer hands emoji. You can't feel better. <laughs> oh, my God, Lindsay. Also, her dancing is iconic. <laughs> we need to do a video of us doing that. I down. like how people are already... Making routines, like, they've already figured it out. It's like a challenge now. I love it. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Lauren, who are you shaking your head at? First, I'm shaking my head at this rat who pulled the fire alarm in D.C. (laughs) And they had to evacuate the entire condo building. He, like, literally. There's video. Yeah, he literally climbed up and pulled a little fire alarm down. (laughs) How did, like, did he know? I don't know. I think he's smart. I think he's smart. And he's like, you know, I want all these people out of here. I'm going to eat their food. Yeah, he's like, I need to get this food. <laughs> I like how someone just happened to be recording. Right? <laughs> like, I'm so glad this video exists. We're going to retweet it. Right. Okay, so shaking my head at them. And then second shaking my head's a little more serious. <clears throat> but I am very annoyed and just, like, mad at the fact that people are blaming Mac Miller's death on Ariana Grande. God, yes. terrible. And also, on top of that, they're saying, why did you take Mac Miller when you could have Demi Lovato? Like, take Demi <sighs> oh ins- Why didn't God, you take Demi no. instead of Mac? So this is what I'm going to say. We've talked about double standards this whole episode. And here's another one. Mm-hmm. So Mac Miller, rest in peace, he overdosed and passed away. And then when Demi, but it's all Ariana's fault. Right. It's not his own right. fault. But when Demi had overdosed and she was in the hospital, it was all her fault. Yep. Mm-hmm. She, there was literally people who were like, she's a dumbass doing drugs. Yep. So this is just, again, bullshit. Ariana is not to blame for his death. Nope. We are all responsible for ourselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. So please stop putting that on her. She's already dealt with so much. So much. The Manchester bombing. Yep. She was sexually harassed on TV by a preacher in front of everyone. Oh, yeah. So God. just leave her the fuck alone. And she's also grieving at someone she was in love with yeah, and probably still in love with. Yeah, she had a long relationship with him. It doesn't just cut And it's your fucking bullshit. And also leave Demi Lovato alone. Like, let her get healthy. Yeah, she's on a road to recovery, and you're not helping. I mean, isn't it obvious that people just hate women? Isn't that fucking obvious in that in that moment right there? Oh, disgusting! Disgusting. Keep that shit away from me. Yeah. Well, Sam, what are you shaking your head at? Okay, I'm shaking my head at the fact that insulin prices in the United States have more than doubled since 2012. And this is forcing people with diabetes to make life-threatening decisions on cutting back on their insulin or even purchasing their insulin days later when they get their paycheck. So um, fucked up. 
so fucked up. And this comes to light with Nicole Smith Holt. She lost her son to diabetic ketoacidosis three days before his payday because he couldn't afford his insulin. And she believes that he was rationing the insulin until he got paid. Okay, so Alec started reviewing his options in February 2017, three months before his birthday on May 20th because he was going to be off of his parents' Mm-hmm. insurance mm-hmm. his doctor told him it would cost around one thousand three hundred dollars a month without Holy insurance shit. Oh my God. alex's yearly salary at a, as a restaurant manager was about 35k which is too high to qualify for medicaid and all of his other insurance options weren't very realistic so he sadly died and this was less than one month after going off of his parents insurance that is fucked up. We live in the United States of America. Why the fuck is insulin so expensive when the patent for insulin was sold to Canada from Canada for $1 so people can get this life-saving medicine, which isn't, like, that hard to get or yeah. make or create? Like, do you not understand? Do you not see? They don't care. Now, they <sighs> don't fucking care. These people are literally dying and they, the they fucking administration has blood on their hands and they don't give a fuck. They literally have to choose between going in debt or dying. Yes, literally. And that should it's never, so ever be a tr- decision you have to make. I'm Especially pissed. when something, like there's a simple solution, solution to this, uh-huh. but the United States of America is so fucking greedy that yep. they won't save it's fucking heartbreaking and it's terrible and i don't understand it it's so backwards it is but i just don't get why people aren't on the right side of this right exactly like they don't give a fuck that they're literally killing people out here so they don't they just fuck see it big as pharma like population forever. control or something seriously big no pharma they do everything. they literally see it as population control it's fucked well but, yeah shaking it. my head forever at all of these corrupt Corrupt bitches. people. Yeah, so fucking corrupt. Even Lindsay Lohan, you're corrupt. <laughs> oh <my laughs> you God. and your Meeknos Beach Resort is corrupt. <laughs> for real though. Okay, so that's it for Shake My Head Corner. Now it's time to see who we're standing and for some good news. Yeah. Yes. Okay, Rosa, who are you standing this week? <laughs> I'm standing none other than the best show ever. Just kidding. 90 <laughs> Day Fiance. It is special. TLC. <laughs> um, I hope it lasts, you know, all season, all football season, because it's a nice pick me up <laughs> after yes. the Cowboys lose. Yes, because it does air Sundays. <laughs> it does air Sundays. I, I watch it on Monday when I'm just thinking about. Need to pick me up. All the sadness. <laughs> dang um. no just kidding but no i mean it's so funny like it's so entertaining yeah it's so entertaining to watch it's reality tv gold and tlc yes. is like tlc knows really it perfectly. yeah they know exactly what they found yeah and i don't understand i don't get how they keep finding also these s- people yeah <laughs> also standing tlc for those long ass eps like oh, yes, yes they've been you. an hour and a half thank you and then the like four part reunions. Oh my Fuck. gosh! They know the, what we want. The reunions. It's just nice to like get lost in something when mm-hmm. everything's hectic. Yeah, when you have Donald Trump as your president. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> this week I am standing Estrella, which okay, her brother posted on Twitter a video of her. It's so fucking hilarious. It's her 
doing like this bit to Selena's Baila Esta Cumbia and she's playing two characters where one's like refusing to dance to Selena Mm -hmm. and then she's like playing the other characters like eagerly like telling them Uh to dance Mm -hmm. and it's so hilarious I'm gonna retweet it because she's a genius for this like the editing she uses for her face too is so perfect and I just want to stand her because she made me laugh so shout out to this little girl okay Lauren all right, I am going to stand John Legend because oh. he is the first black man to have an EGOT yes. after winning the Emmy at the Creative Arts Emmy Awards for Jesus Christ Superstar Live in Concert. Just, just like um, he joins. There's only okay. There's only 15 people with EGOTs now because. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice also won along with him, and that gave them the EGOT, too. Uh, So all three of them got EGOTs. So that's fucking badass. So now there's only 15 people who have it, including Whoopi Goldberg, Mel Brooks, Robert Lopez, and Aubrey Hepburn. Oh, my god! And now John Legend. And I fucking think that's so amazing. That is. That's so insane. EGOT, to me, is more important than someone winning Nobel Peace Prize because that's just where I'm at in life. (laughs) Sammy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. What the fuck? Like, you're that talented. Lucky. And I'm glad it's John Legend because he fucking rules. Yeah. yeah. And he's a hard worker. Deserved. Mm-hmm. Well deserved. And then I'm also going to stand Senator Cory Booker because he said at the Kavanaugh hearings that he's going to release confidential Kavanaugh hearing documents to the public. And it's a 12, it's 12 pages of documents that include an email from Kavanaugh that's about racial profiling. Yeah. He said that he's will, he's ready to accept the consequences and that he really thinks that the public needs to see these and he doesn't even know why it's not public information. Right. Yeah. So shout out to him. He's like yes. sacrificing yeah. his career. He's literally the Nike ad. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, if he's being corrupt, it needs to be exposed too. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, shout out for real because this is very important, very fucking important. If he yes. gets voted in, it will change everything even more drastically. Ugh. Threats to a lot of people. <sighs> okay, that's it for the standing corner. We'll be right back. All right, so in this corner, it's the question corner now. <laughs> I just want to ask you something really quick because I am not a fan of pizza. But shame you her, guys, shame her. You guys are so baby I want to know how far are you willing to take your pizza love? Oh God. How Not much is Pizza Bay? <laughs> I hate you. All right, so in New York at Lions and Tigers and Squares, Lols. they introduce a new pizza, the mustard pizza. Nope. Already nope. <laughs> so it's a pizza that uses mustard instead of tomato sauce, topped with corned beef sauerkraut and cheese no ew no. Uh, okay my pizza obsession goes as far as like cheese pizza and veggie pizza <laughs> that's it i don't eat any meat on my pizza so y'all wouldn't try this no, no. it's funny because we we're in new orleans and there I was, was just a- gonna bring that up <laughs> tell them you oh. tell them because it was your decision <laughs> there was a pizza and it had pickles on it and i was all for it because i fucking love pickles that's too like much anyone that knows me i love pickles yeah she does. it was called the cheeseburger pizza or something mm-hmm. so it had hamburger on it too and so i thought oh hamburger cheese pickles, pickles. sounds yeah. not too crazy but the instead of marinara it was ketchup and i was like nope hell no yeah no. i was Couldn't almost going to shame you publicly if you were going to go for it after the ketchup well was revealed. here's the thing i was ahead of you and lauren in line 
and there was only so many pieces of each pizza and mm-hmm. i can eat pork y'all can't eat pork mm-hmm. and there was only like two pieces of cheese left so it's like i was gonna sa- i almost sacrificed myself to eat that pizza also Just, but luckily a pepperoni came out so. i appreciate that so much i really do I'm like, I'm considerate like that. Yeah, she really is. She took one for the team. She almost took a cheeseburger pizza for the team. But I was confused because I was like, again, with the mustard pizza, like, it's going to be warmed up, like, mustard and ketchup warmed up. Is that okay? (laughs) From what it looked like, they were putting mustard on, like, the dough. So it's like, going to be warmed up oh, after it came out? Yeah, I don't I'm know. Not, it I'm was not okay weird. with these other things. I'm not okay with no, these No, I other need things. straight but marinara. Or I also want to point out Alfredo. that I, too, sacrificed myself you by did. eating a fucking pizza. You did. You did. And it, um, let me tell you, this is my experience with eating <laughs> pizza. So I do not care for pizza. I never liked it. Even when I was little, I didn't like it. Yes. But... When we were in New Orleans, we were drinking. We had to grab some quick food. Everyone was like, let's get pizza. It was the only place around. And Mm -hmm. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to get pizza. I'm just going to sacrifice my body. (laughs) And so I get the pizza. It's this giant, giant ass slice on a plate. It was a normal big slice. It's It's so dramatic. It was was falling off the plate. It was like a New York slice. Pizza is so dramatic. So I'm like, okay. I'm going to just eat what I can. And I'm, like, eating it, and I'm just like, what? This is so much effort for food. It's not. <laughs> it's a handheld food item. It's so dramatic. It I does not was, need to be this yeah, way. Kept, I just don't even know. Yeah, she kept just turning to me and was like, this <laughs> is so dramatic. I was like, it's literally you just fold it and put it in your mouth. <laughs> not that dramatic. There's so much dough and Lauren's sauce. like, where's the fork and knife? <laughs> I was just like, why? Is yeah, it? it was a giant slice, but I appreciated huge. it. Yeah. Sam ended up eating the rest uh, of it. We don't say that. Typically... <laughs> Slices are not that large, depending on where you go. But a one slice place is pretty big. Yeah, yeah. It's more like two. That place was like fucking three slices, though. So it was a little dramatic, but I was glad because I was hungry AF. (laughs) She was just like, I can't do it anymore. It's too dramatic. And I I was like, give me it. Too much. (laughs) Maybe I was drunk, but I thought it was good. It was good. Lauren just doesn't like pizza. But I'm okay with not eating pizza for the next um, (gasps) two years. I'm okay with never eating mustard on my pizza. <laughs> like, that's so gross. Yeah, I'll never do that. No. No, 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 no. Well, just too no. bad because I got it right here. <laughs> <laughs> I made a fresh Straight dough. Like, fresh dough. <laughs> got all these fresh ingredients. Hell yeah, fresh no. mustard. Hell no. All right. Is that it for your yeah, random squishy? Yeah, that's all I had. Pizza talk. All right, guys. We'll be right back to wrap up this show. I feel like it's really long. Pizza Gate's real. Look it up. Just kidding. Oh, my <laughs> I'm God. I'm fucking with you. Or am I? <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I feel like it was really long. Mm-hmm. It probably is going to be like an hour. <laughs> 50 minutes. <laughs> No, dude, we've been here forever. Yeah, we've been But we needed this long pod where I'm, like, back in the groove. I'm Mm -hmm. ready to, like, get down to business, get into the groove, Mulan, Madonna, all of it. I feel Mm -hmm. like every time we have a little break from potting, when we come back, I'm like, 
Then right. I don't even know what to do. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I feel normal. I'm a professional. I'm like, hey, <laughs> I'm sitting here like Sky Jackson, like just looking at you guys. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, thanks so much for listening to this episode. Remember to follow us on all socials. We're at Spill the Cheesement mm-hmm. on everything. Email us your questions, articles, feedback, whatever at spillacheesement at gmail.com. Would you eat the mustard pizza? Let us know. Would you eat the ketchup pizza too? Oh, God. I hope not. Um, And also, please rate and subscribe. Follow us on SoundCloud. Please, please, please. It helps so much if you subscribe to us on Apple Pod. Yes. We love reading your reviews. Yeah, give us reviews. Um, and you can also follow <laughs> I can't even speak anymore you can also follow all of our personal socials I'm at Sam Bam Boom the O's are zeros in Boom I'm at Lauren Baby Sus B-B-Y S-U-S and I'm at Rosa Lava Mosa follow us Gracias. and most importantly still the cheese man with us play Barbie dreams play Barbie dreams <laughs> play Barbie